If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Instance, episode 666. Yeah, that's right. 666. Uh, let that wash around in, your, uh, around in your brain for a second. And how ironic it is, which we'll get to soon, <laughs> that that is today's episode. Uh, I'm Scott Johnson. I am here with Jocelyn Kearney. Hello, Jocelyn. Hello, hello. Garrett Wines Earl over there. Hi, Garrett. I'm just going to be listening to Ozzy Osbourne on the side this yeah, whole time. Pretty metal, right? Having a show with the with the triple six in it. It's hard. To, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, feel, I feel like you know I'm 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 old now, uh, <laughs> but I feel like my mother is concerned about what I'm listening to. I have a tiny story to tell you. When I saw Ozzy Osbourne in con- or in concert uh, uh, live back in this would have been like '87. I was in high school, and. Um, he was there with, I think, oh, and Metallica opened, which was awesome. They did Master of Puppets. It was great and super raucous. And this was like very early in their rise and everything. So it was super exciting. And um, Ozzy, we thought, oh, this will be the great, the greatest thing ever. He's promoting a new album. He's going to be dancing all over the stage. Maybe he'll bite the head off of something. You know, it's just super cool. And instead, they had a big like throne, like a king's throne uh, that was like for him to sit in occasionally. And he decided he would just sit in there the whole time, and he never got out of that damn chair. So I don't he know if that probably was probably really, really high. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> that had to have been Everything it, right? He could do to stop the room from spinning. Yeah, <laughs> I just got to sit in my chair, guys. I'm just not yeah. gonna move. He's got drug induced, uh, you know, I don't know, some kind of weird thing going on, and all of his guitar guys and everybody else dancing around and ripping up and down and banging heads, and he's just sitting there like an old man, going, "And the killer of giants," and just not moving. Wasn't so, even that old in 87. I know. He wasn't. I mean, we all kind of thought he, we felt like he was, but he wasn't. He was probably 30 something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 30 is super old. old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, back then we thought it was, but you know, now it's like children. But uh, yeah, it was, it was real dumb. So uh, welcome to our most metal of episodes, episode 666. And before we get to the meat of why we're here today, uh, I want to ask Jocelyn the big question. So the sequel to your favorite video game of all time happened, came out. And despite it having the exact same curse it had in 2017 when it came out, where another game got all the spotlight, uh, this year it's Elden Ring. Back then it was uh, Breath of the Wild. Uh, I think unfairly, because Forbidden West is really, really good. So was the original uh, game, uh, Zero Dawn. And they both just got like amazing first week runs and then something else came out and everybody quit talking about it, but not Jocelyn Jocelyn's favorite video game of all time. So we have to know, does it take the top spot away or is, uh, you know, is the sequel not doing it for you? Like where, where are you with this new content? So I've played about 25 hours of it now and I just got to the forbidden West. Oh man. <laughs> wow. So it's, it's big. <laughs> it, it sounds like it's forbidden. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it does. It sounds kind of forbidden. 20 hours of keeping you out of there forbidden, but you're there. Isn't it Vegas sort of then the idea it's old, old. Uh... So yeah, I've just been like, I, I picked up my quest and I just started moving through the desert going down to like the remains of Vegas. But, um, that's only one of three locations. Mm. I believe San Francisco's in there too. Oh, interesting. It goes full coastal. Her well, whole... San Francisco's so far away from Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> the game is huge. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's so big. It takes so long to just walk from one place to another. And there's so many things to do. Like they added a whole bunch of different ty- like quest types. They added uh, like they expanded on their skill trees. It's they added food buffs to the game mm-hmm. with like accurate to like Utah and the West Coast foods. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it just it's crazy. Isn't that weird? So. That's the other thing is we're all everybody here. You know, my local sort of Utah friends are all you know super stoked. Even the first game had a bunch of references 
to Utah. Meridian is is geographically right around where Cedar City is. And when she goes down through Goblin Valley and uh, like she's she's passing through like notable national parks in my state uh, as she travels down to get to that big um, gondola thing that she has to ride down and then tell that yep. priest F off that whole scene. Uh, that was great, by the way. She's awesome. Anyway, uh, it's great to see all these things represented, but they do definitely as big as the world is. They definitely truncate the distances a yes. little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm like, well, that'd be actually her running from Utah to San Francisco, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, not really. But they but I really like that, that they've decided, hey, there's a place we're going to make this. And it's actually so different from where that studio is located. It's such a weird pick for them. Um, But I love it. So uh, if you're telling me I might be eating uh, Jello with shredded carrots in it soon in that game, then I'm pretty excited because that would be the weirdest Utah reference of all time. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really good. I don't know, since I haven't finished the main storyline yet, I find it really hard to say if it's better or worse than Zero Dawn. I think it's basically more of what was already good. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, they made some changes, but not too many. The combat still feels fairly similar to how it went in Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. And the story is interesting in a way that I wasn't expecting. Mm. So I'm... Because uh, at first I was like, well... I thought it was just going to be like post credit scene in the first game, very much like set up this one person as a, like the antagonist of the next game. And it's not that. And so it kind of uh, surprised me. And uh, so I I was really happy about that because I avoided all trailers, all spoilers, all everything. Like I knew nothing going into this game, which is exactly how I went into Zero Dawn because I was barely even interested in Zero Dawn. I'm like, this looks stupid, like tribal people fighting mm. robot. Like, what even is this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. um, when I picked it up and started playing, that they've done all of the same world building in Forbidden West that they did in Zero Dawn in terms of like fleshing out what happened in the 2050s and 2060s to cause the apocalypse. Yeah, And that to me is so freaking interesting because they've done such a good job in making it feel realistic to the point that like i'm super scared about like 30 years from now <laughs> man that holographic uh the 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 freaking hacker guy the holograph hacker guy I just mm-hmm. want to kick him in his holograph nuts it drives me freaking crazy <laughs> that guy and i'm saying he's supposed to i know he's supposed to annoy the hell out of everybody because he's just he's a you know he's a horrible disruptor to whatever happened in the in the back history but f that guy gosh dang it <laughs> But uh, the other thing I was going to say, and you and I talked about this offline for a second, um, but I like how she's Aloy from the first game, but she's Aloy. She's the Aloy who now understands her destiny and mission in a Mm -hmm. way that is no longer, she's no longer going, oh my gosh, what is this? Why am I involved? Why? What? 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 She doesn't have to do that anymore. Now she knows who she is. She knows where she's going, what she has to do, her place in the story. And she does it with such freaking gusto and still stays her, her her old self. It's hard to explain how they're doing it here, but I think it's actually really deft and, and good. Like that they somehow pulled off this feeling of of progress for her in her mm-hmm. in her journey. It's like suddenly she's Aloy and this mission is going this she is the key and she knows it and she's not cocky about it. She just knows it. And she's like, well, yeah, I, have I do, to do like the number of times that someone will call her some sort of like title, like the savior of Meridian or the blah, 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 whatever. And she's like, it's just Aloy. Just stop. It's Aloy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't stop with the statues. Stop with the titles. Yeah. Just this is me. This is my name. Let's move on. Yeah, and she's not happy about any of that, that notoriety. Yeah. But she is very, you know, she's motivated to get on a robot horse and get the F down to Vegas and get done what she's yeah. got to get done. And I don't know. That stuff's really working for me. It's of course beautiful on ps5 i'm hearing ps4's versions no slouch either uh so those who ended up having to play it there i'm I'm guessing they're having a good time as well but anyway it's a it's a rad game good on the ps5 though oh my god you might be you might be confused at first playing this game and thinking it's super linear uh because the way they do all the introductory stuff which is, you know, refamiliarize yourself with the mechanics. Here's how you do new traversal stuff, all that sort of thing. That is kind of a linear early uh, bit of the story. But as soon as you it's get basically to the tutorial, it is. And it's longer yeah. than you might expect. And then you get to a title card where she's beautifully uh, rendered uh, as as riding down through southern Utah on her way out. Um, then they get a late title card. So you finally get the title of the game. <laughs> 
And then it opens up. It's like, oh my gosh, every town, every every little encampment, everyone's got quests. They're interesting. They're not throwaway and fetchy. They're like meaningful. Well, and everything, even the like errands and side quests and stuff is all voice acted and motion captured. Yeah. So it's like, it just all looks amazing. Well, they also up their game that way. The, the motion capture mm-hmm. is by far, I think, a huge improvement over the first game. The first game was no slouch, but this stuff is like, next next it's, level it's so good <laughs> yep. it's real in some ways less uncanny valley but then when you your brain goes well i, I still know this is a video game and then it becomes more uncanny valley because you know it's a game <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's weird it shouldn't happen that way but our brains are funny anyway i'm glad you're having a good time with it and uh I guess we'll have to wait and see if it's your favorite game of all time when you're done. Yeah, I think it, probably a few weeks from now, I'll probably wrap it up and uh, and then I'll, then I'll know. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's good. It's progressing really well. I just I'm interested to see how they wrap this up and if there are any chances of a sequel, because the way they've taken the story, I'm like, I don't actually know if you could do another one after this, mm. but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Well, it's, it's probably going to sell pretty well, maybe a little less than it would if there were enough PS5s available. Garrett, you, yeah. I, I, Garrett, you got a PS5. Did you grab the game? I, I still haven't played the first one, so no. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you were a fan of the... What am I thinking? I'm thinking of something. Yeah, oh, Garrett God of War is what I'm anymore. Yeah. I just... I don't know if, uh, if <laughs> I, I was I have, clear. <laughs> I have nothing against it other than it looks like it takes too much time to beat. Oh, really? Interesting. See, I, one of the things I loved about the first one, and I think I like about this one, is that it. I like having a ton to do that I may never get to. I don't know. That's a weird thing, though, right? Like, you don't want to spend <laughs> money. Kind of weird. Yeah, and you don't want to spend money on a thing that you don't do, right? But I like that they give me so much for the value that if I even if I never do it, I know it's there if I want to. And it's a weird thing. Yeah. They give you a lot of options. And I think um, so the main story on like how to beat dot com main story says it's about 25 hours. And then if you do some of the side quests or I think it says like main plus extra is something like 40 hours. And then if you do absolutely everything in the game and go completionist, it's about 90 hours. So mm-hmm. and that's like. That's probably where I think I'm going to go because I'm also not rushing. It's like this is my first playthrough of what could be my favorite game of all time. I am going very slowly. I'm not fast traveling. I'm walking everywhere. I'm just taking it in. So, Mm. yeah, it's probably going to take me like 200 hours to beat. Yeah, (laughs) that sounds right. I kind of want to be just in a year to find out. if (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, but I've been playing like I can't put it down. I've been playing somewhere between like four and eight hours a night. Like yesterday, I finished work at five and I played it till 2 a.m. Like, oh my gosh, (laughs) that's a lot. And you're still only you're just to that first biome or that second biome, I guess. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I've pretty much explored and finished the first two areas and there's five total. So, OK, uh, but again, I'm taking my time. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think that's awesome. I hope everyone else out there is enjoying that game. If you get your hands on it and everyone else and their dog is playing Elden Ring now. So there's that. I know. I still don't know. how. Look, every time I pick up one of those souls likes, I go, I'm going to try to be like you people. And then I play it and go, I can't do this. I don't have time and I don't play it. So now I'm like on the fence hard on that game, even though it's getting the best reviews. Oh God. And the reviews are amazing. And I'm like, I know I hate these games, (laughs) but maybe this time I hate them because they usually hate me is the usually, usually the reason they have these asshole mechanics that make me mad. Uh, but I also understand the the value to those who love them and I'm be, I'm not begrudging any of that. My main thing is, is this, you know, is this 60 bucks going to be worth my time? I don't know. I got to hear some more from other people, but Poor Aloy, <laughs> always going up against the now now two of the most highly rated games in the history of video games a week after her launch. Such a bummer. Yeah. Such a bummer. All right. Well, let's uh, get into the main meat of today's discussion. Some of you are going to be a little shocked by the following. The instance is retiring. And no, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Some people are going to go, wait, whatever, you're putting us on. Uh, yeah, the show is ending. Uh, and good night, everybody. Just kidding. I have more to say about it. Uh, the show's been on the air since 2006, as many of you know. We started in January of that year. Myself and Anya Konietzki, who I just, deserves a shout out for being you know first first guy here to, to, to work on the show with me. Back then, pretty naive. We were doing an audio-only thing. No live streams. Uh, weren't even sure it was going to be any good. We just knew that there wasn't a World of Warcraft show out there that we liked to listen to ourselves. And so we decided 
that we'd make our own. Um, I remember the day that I decided that it was like, these are all kind of bad and no offense to any of them that existed then they're all gone now. Um, but I just couldn't, couldn't get into any of the four or so you could find in those early days of podcasting. And, um, I was busy with extra life radio and, and thought, well, I could add another, another show to the lineup. Let's just do it and make a show I want to talk about. And this will be just fun for friends and we won't have to, this doesn't need to be a big enterprise. We're just going to do a thing. And it took off like crazy. It ended up showing up on the newly minted iTunes podcast listings as number one for a couple of days. And then it ended up in the gaming category as number one for what ended up being years and, and our download skyrocketed. And it turned out there were a lot of wild players that were like, yeah, I love that game. And this new medium's cool. And I would like to have a, you know, I want a radio show that is all about my obsession. And I think maybe in 2006 and let's say up through 2012 or so, that was how we, that was a lot more of how we played games back then. If you locked into a, a game, you would play that game and that was your game. And yeah, we'd dabble here and there, but mostly for a lot of us in our circles, World of Warcraft was the game we played. And um, the show was a, was a good compliment to that. Um, just to put it in perspective in terms of how long the show's been on the air, my son, who played the town crier back in the day, uh, was five years old, Nicholas, when we started the show. Uh, he is now turns 22 next month. <laughs> so, so that, that's, that has a way of, uh, uh, giving me some time perspective. Also, if I think about it on this day, uh, back in 2006, some kid was born. All right. And this week he'll get his license to drive his car somewhere. Someplace, some 16-year-old kid is stoked because he gets to take the keys and get the car and then realize that gas is six bucks a gallon. It's going to be in, in America anyway. In America, other yeah. Ages I, in other countries. That is true. Also, some states you can get early stuff in Kansas or, um, yeah, in Hayes, Kansas, you can get it at 15 because or 14 because you got to help drive tractors. In, in, in Florida, he, uh, they could have already had their learner's permit. That's true. But could they drive a car as cool as yours? The answer is no. Uh, well, I, I wasn't. I was driving a <laughs> Honda Accord. <laughs> That's better than what I had. I had a freaking Maverick. Or no, yeah, a Ford Maverick. 79 Ford Maverick was my first car. I paid $200 for it. It was oh, pigeon-toed. It sucked. Oh, yeah, let's really let's really put this in perspective. When I first started listening to The Instance, I still was driving my first car. Whoa, see? Look at that. You were in college, Yes. Uh, yeah, I was a freshman. I was yeah, a freshman in college. Brand new, brand new, fresh. You may as well have been in high school. So we'll say late high school, early freshman aged Garrett. The world is his oyster. Lady on every on each arm, you know, just rocking no. it. No, <laughs> inaccurate. <laughs> no. Oh, it's unfortunate. I was hoping we'd get a little story there, but um, that was inaccurate. No, my my. Oh, dude, yeah, this was my story with for finding this show was I would imagine like many others, extremely nerdy and uh, surrounded by dudes. Mm, yeah, lots of dudes, <laughs> lots of dudes. It was like an infomercial. I think I've told you this before. I was. I was taking my Toshiba satellite laptop over to my friends to play World of Warcraft for the day. That's amazing. And we were uh, in his little like uh, gaming den. Yeah. You know, he still lived with his parents. Yeah. And uh, we were we were over there hanging out. I was still living with my parents. Yeah. And uh, my other buddy Brendan was there. My my good buddy Brian, who uh, now a hell of a musician. Yeah. Is, is just like no joke. Hey. Have you heard of this thing called a podcast? <laughs> yeah. Like, and you hadn't, like right? Some this sort was... of bad scripted commercial for podcasts. Yeah. Just, <laughs> and, I, and, and I went, what What the shit is a podcast? I probably said, what the F? Or are you worried that it was like an MLM? They're about to get you on board to some weird culty. Uh... <laughs> like Hamway? Yeah. Was that what? No. Was this, they didn't run through your mind? Okay. No, Brian's Brian's cool. Brian's always been cool. Brian has always exuded cool. So I was like, oh, Brian found some new cool thing. Like mm. Brian's the guy that got us into punk. Like Brian was the cool guy. And so yeah, he's like, oh yeah, no, it's like this is like on demand radio for whatever you want. There's probably something extremely obscure that you can listen to. And yeah. he put on an episode of this thing called The Instance. Yeah. Where I listened to two dorks yeah. named Scott and Andrew yeah. talking about the opening of the gates of Encourage. Oh my lord. And uh, we had that on. All, we listened to a crap ton of episodes while we were just like jamming wow all day. 
And uh, I love this origin yeah, I, story. Uh, That's amazing. Look at you now. Look at you, Mister Podcaster Man, with all your podcasty business and everything. It's cool. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's, it's, it's a big deal, man. I, I, I really like the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna miss it. It's changed so much that like to think about what the instance was then compared to now. It's, oh, yeah. it's, it's not, not the even same show. Not even close. Yeah. Like I the the you, I'm glad you brought that up. The instance in its early days were about the very early days of that game too, but it was also at a time when the growth of the game hadn't even reached its peak. They were still uh you know people piling on and it just so happened to co- coincide. The timing was very good because it coincided with the growth of this new medium called podcasting um which was still very hard to understand nobody knew where you got it if you were an apple guy sure you understood itunes and they had it there now but prior to that it was even weirder and more obscure it wouldn't be until later that you know everybody everywhere and all these apps would come out and all that stuff that's much much later down the road so we were still talking about a very cottage industry back then and um you know we we didn't know where it was going to go but we also were talking about a very cottage uh, world of warcraft we didn't know where that was going to go you know we didn't have we didn't have any idea that it would become the gigantic, you know, cultural uh, touchstone that it became. And, and in some ways, you know, at least historically still is. Um, and so it was real a, a good amount of luck for me on the timing. You know, I mentioned there were like four shows at the time. And there are, well, I, I can't say for sure today, but when I last checked a few years ago, you know, it's in the hundreds of shows that were Warcraft related or Warcraft fo- focused. And uh, you know, a very different marketplace to try to enter into now and say, Hey, look at me, I'm making a show about a thing that there are a hundred other shows of back then. It was, it was actually easy to get noticed because there were only a few and we really strived hard to go, um, you know, go further with audio quality and, and the way the thing was structured and pacing and just, you know, we wanted to make it a, a more professional effort. And I think that paid off and that combination of timing, luck, um, and, and focus on, you know, production, I think really helped us establish the thing. And, uh, I'm incredibly proud of it. Um, but times have changed. Like the way games are covered has changed. Uh, you could argue, well, there's some, some of the best coverage of games like wow or final fantasy or games in this genre right now are being covered today. How are they being covered there? mostly in video form and streamers streamers and and youtubers are where where it's at i keep hearing from i'm not going to drop names today but i've heard from a couple of big streamers and youtubers who you would all know if i said their names who have told me at one time or another or have said on their streams that the instance was this like primordial inspiration ooze for them um, it's that that they heard and went, Oh, I'm going to go into this. And it's, you know, they're, them getting into it later means the video generation was starting and it was going and it was happening. And even those guys are covering way less of world of Warcraft as a, as the main course than they are other games. Um, not all of them, but most of them. And a lot of those podcasts have come and gone. Those that are still there have had to do kind of like we did, which is adjust a little bit. I don't think the, I mean, it's, I don't think this is crazy to say the best times of World of Warcraft are behind us, and it's okay. I think that it's fair to say the best times of the instance are also uh, behind us. It, it kind of has grown, ebbed and flowed, peaked and dipped, peaked again and dipped with the game. And it's done that for 16 years. And you might say, well, Scott, why are you doing it now? And I should make this very clear. This this call today, this this idea of ending the show, one hundred thousand percent mine. Um, I caught both of these two off guard with it entirely. Can I just confirm. Yeah, can <laughs> I'm sure you can. Like I probably came out of nowhere. I left a book for them to read in Discord. I'll, I'll, I'll back you up on that a bit. I mean, you you have been talking about changing the show up a lot for a while. Yeah, and when there was this discussion. Um, right before news of the Blizzard uh, lawsuit broke, you were you and I were talking actually quite a bit, probably the most we've ever talked in an off-show way. Yeah, um, yeah that's true. We were, you 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 kept coming to me like, ah, just it's just not it's not working. Something's not working. We need to do something or end it. And or end it came up a lot. Yeah. Um. So I know it was on your mind. Yeah, I almost did. In fact, if we hadn't had that, I've said this before, if we hadn't had that discussion, I'm barely three weeks prior to the Blizzard mess last summer, 
I think I ended it last summer because that was just such a blow. Like it just was, we were already struggling with the idea that the game isn't really performing the way it used to. And we're just struggling to get the right amount of content out of it. Can we broaden the camera out a little bit, cover more stuff? You know, we were, like you said, we were just talking about that. And then this thing hit like a freaking meteor. And my first reaction was, well, that's it. Let's hang it up. My second reaction, which took over was, no, F this blizzard can't, you're, I'm not going to let even blizzard F this up. We're going to, I'm going to push through this and I'm going to make it even better somehow. I don't know how, but I'm going to figure out a way. And, and it's almost like I was arguing with two of my two brains in my head. were arguing about what, what the right thing to do was. And I, and I, your, your positivity about making the best of it was always a big motivator for me. And I really appreciated that. And so we did. And then adding Jocelyn was, it was a huge deal for me. Like I really, really wanted to get not just a girl's voice on the show that it's never had enough of. Um, but Jocelyn in particular is a good friend and is funny and makes me laugh and has all kinds of great stuff to say about all sorts of things. And I just thought, all right, this is it. The new face, we're doing this. And it always kind of came back to me in my head going, I don't know why, but I still just can't feel it. And it's got, it never had anything to do with you two. In fact, it was almost like I was, I don't know. It's like I had a cake and I knew there was a dead rat in the cake, but I kept buying cool frosting for it. You know, it's like, look at this frosting. This is the best frosting. This over unicorn frosting. That'll make everything okay. And I'm going to put it all on there. It's all good and everything. But there's still in the back of my head. I'm like, I know there's a dead rat in there. And, I, and I'm not saying, I'm not That's saying such that. such a disgusting analogy. It's a horrible analogy. I realize. I realize it's a terrible, terrible analogy. You're totally right. But, but it's as close as I can come to kind of explaining it. And it's not that the dead rat is some nefarious thing or, or whatever. The show certainly had its ups and downs. Everyone's familiar with, you know, various bits of history throughout time. 2019 in particular, a very hard time. Uh, again, a gigantic, massive shout out to Garrett for being kind of a rock during that time. Um, I, I really believe, had you not been there then, I was done. After that, that was a really bad mess. And I don't know. I, I really was like, oh, my gosh, this this is it. But Garrett had had a way of of reminding me that there was there was yet gold to mine here. There was still things to talk about. There was still important stuff to cover. And uh, and it kept us going. And I'm really I'm really grateful for that. Um, what it came down to this time was I just feel like before somebody says, hey, Fonzie, I want you to jump a shark with water skis on. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy that has this show for 30 years and everyone's like, well, whoa, he's still doing that. Why? That game doesn't even, it's not even, it doesn't even exist anymore. Like there's so much baggage, so much history, so much in the past and so much has changed. And by that, I mean me, like I've changed a lot. What I, what I used to, you know, all that focus I used to put into one game, it's now kind of all over this business, this industry. And Shows like Core and Play Retro and for you guys, Gamers In and ITN and TAC and all that. These It reflects that. Our, our, our spreading out into other, other games and even general games coverage and just the games industry in general, I think is a sign that I was moving in a direction that was not only different than what the, the early aughts were for something like the instance in World of Warcraft, but, but for everybody, not just me. Like, I think everybody has been moving this direction and how people consume content has moved in this direction. It doesn't mean that people don't want a dedicated podcast for a game they love. But what I mean is a lot of you are like, yeah, I watch Taliesin every day or I check out Asthma Gold streams or I go and do this other thing or I, you know, you, you've got a variety of stuff you do. And some people aren't even really playing these games. They just want to go watch people play them. This wasn't a thing in 2006 or 2010 or 12, not the way it is today. And are you saying we are content boomers? I'm saying, (laughs) I'm saying, no, I'm not because on the, on the other hand, you know, we've all got good, successful growing shows that do what I'm saying, but, but are doing it with, with games and content that is newer. I guess what I'm saying is the show is so inexorably tied to World of Warcraft that as it wanes, the show wanes, even when we change focus of the show. Like if we had just said, throw it all away, let's start over and call it something else and have a whole new focus, that probably would have made more sense because, um, you know, we were trying to, we were trying to basically, what's another good analogy? We were trying to, 
We're trying to get grandma to bungee jump and she's 85. She doesn't want to bungee jump anymore. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> How does <this> name change? <laughs> I'm not sure how that's a name change. I don't know what that means, but we got to bungee jump with someone else, Scott. Yeah. You got to bungee jump with someone other than grandma. Grandma's getting a little long in the tooth, you know, and I don't know. It's a bad, another bad analogy. That's what I do for a living. But anyway, the point is, you know, as much as, as much as I've seen that wane, I've seen other parts of stuff grow, but we've been really flat here in terms of interaction. You know, the emails have been way down. Downloads have dropped. Certainly, um, you know, our ability to monetize the show has been harder and harder. And it was already hard. This game's always notoriously, or this show has always notoriously been difficult to monetize. Weirdly, I think people. I think there was actually an, an, an honest, and I don't, I don't bemoan people for this, but I think there was like an honest sense that the show came with their subscription. <laughs> This is hard. It's hard to ex- explain, but there's something about again that that part of WoW being connected to the show and people thinking it's this package deal, and it's totally fine, and I understand it, and I think even if I was on the other end, I would see it that way maybe as well. But um, well, and it's hard too when you know a lot of shows that start up now have the advantage of just like starting the show, starting the Patreon, like people are used to Patreon, people are used to subscriptions and all that kind of stuff. When it comes to actually consuming their content, they're used to giving subs on to their Twitch streamers and, and all that kind of stuff and, and supporting monetarily. But when you come from a place where you started a show in 2006, like you weren't asking people to send you money to subscribe in 2006. So when you start to try to do that six and eight and 10 years later, mm-hmm. people are like, but I've had it free for a decade. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I think that that's how hard that's a hard. What's the there's a word for this. You get a genie out of the bottle, I guess. It's kind of what happened. And the instance was the genie. And it was already out of that bottle. And it was hard to stuff back in and say, nope, now the genie's coming out. Now we treat it differently. Like, it's just a just difficult. And part of this is me. Um, well, part of this is my doctor saying, hey, you got to cut down on all the stuff. You know, you've got too many things going on. Can you figure out a place where you can cut a little bit? And what's what are the things that are causing you the most stress? And again, you guys don't cause me any stress. Jocelyn and Garrett do not cause me stress at all. In fact... This is maybe the most stable the show's ever been in terms of, you know, just good people talking about cool stuff. It's just this historic arc weighs heavy, and that played a role in this decision. Um, it's one of the hardest calls I've ever had to make in my life. All of my cool friendships and relationships, not all, but many of them that I have online or with people that would otherwise be strangers, came somehow connected to the instance. I don't know either of you without it. I don't know that Nerdtacular ever happened without it. So that I, w- I that's where I first met Joss in the first place. Um, I would have never been on Garrett's old StarCraft show if he hadn't reached out. And why did he reach out? Because he was a listener to the instance. All of these things culminate uh, into wonderful friendships and relationships I have today, many of which just are not possible. My close offline relationship with like Metzen and Greg Street and some of these other guys, uh, ex-Blizzard folk, that sort of thing, they don't happen without the show. So I'm not, I'm not naive to that. And I, and I, and I, and I, I value that stuff more than I can express here on the show. Um, but I also can't, it's, those relationships are now established and they also are wide ranging and they're kind of all over the place. They're not exclusive to the instance. And I, I, I I, don't know. I'm, I'm never talking to you again. (laughs) This is the end of me and Garrett's discussion of any kind. Yeah, we're, we're done. I mean, I, like I, I, only showed, <laughs> I only showed up for the very little money. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the other thing, right? This thing is so not a growth product that yeah. it's, it's, it's as important as it was to launching so many others. Like I can tell you right now, everything else I got going on, going great, growing like crazy film sack. And that's 11 years old. That's an old show. And it's still killing it. We're doing great over there. Growing every day. They keep making TMS. movies. It turns out. It turns out there's a never ending pool of movies to pull from for that show uh the morning stream continues to be one of my favorite things we do the core has turned out to be maybe the biggest surprise of my career um it started as a heroes focused show we switched to full games coverage after hdc got killed and we kind of just felt like blizzard was letting heroes go to the wayside and we knew the very competent itn would continue no matter what and it would be the (laughs) great you know the great show of heroes but something clicked there and we that thing's on fire. I get more downloads, more interest, more emails, more stuff. And one of the problems was it was starting to carry over like 
you know, we would, we, you and I, or the three of us would talk on Tuesday and say, Hey, our topic this Friday, let's talk about this. And then Thursday would roll around Thursday night. We'd have core and on core, it might've been what we thought was a little side note because I knew we were going to discuss it on the instance, but then we end up having like this incredible, huge discussion about it. And then I would go, Oh, what have I done? I've redundant. I've made the instance redundant by accident. And then tomorrow we're going to talk about that same thing, whether it was blizzard or whatever, and we do, and it's still a great discussion. But then people will be like, well, wait, why are you doing the same topic on bullshit? You know, like there was always this, that aspect as well. And that got weird. It's almost um, like you have a lot of shows. That might be part of the problem. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's almost like I need to cut back. And so cutting back meant, well, where's the growth at? Where is it exploding? Well, Core is just having a heyday. So, so you know, it, that show remains. The instances had its heyday. It had its huge moment and it was an amazing moment. And, you know, I can't, I I have nothing but fond feelings. I'm thinking like the era between 08 and let's say 2012, there's a special zone there. Um, Also the time Randy was with me, that was really peak instance. And part of the reason it was peak instance is because it was peak Warcraft. (laughs) And, and again, I don't, I can't emphasize this enough. The show, regardless of whether we try to separate it from it or not, is just connected to that trajectory. Whatever WoW does, we do. And whatever it doesn't do, we do. And to a larger extent, Blizzard. So the fact that we got past the summer of 2021 with that nightmare knowledge of what's been happening at Blizzard and still continue to make shows and even, I think, make them better by adding Jocelyn to the, to the roundup uh, is a minor miracle because my heart was really like maybe physically damaged by that era of change last year. That was a rough thing. Um, and I know everyone went through this and I'm not trying to say I had any kind of special reaction to it, but you know, you can see how this might affect how I see my own show. That's supposed to be about those people. It was, it was hard. Um, but those amazing years with Randy, a whole bunch of great stuff happened between now uh, and then some hard stuff happened as well. But having Garrett and Joss on the other end of that 16 years has been uh, one of the highlights. And I'm really, uh, I'm trying not to get sappy, but I'm grateful you guys were here for, uh, for this I, last bit. I, I appreciate that. I can kill the sappiness by thank you, Scott. Thank you for making me the host that killed my favorite show. <laughs> I really appreciate I it. I love this. Uh, this is my favorite. I couldn't have gone anywhere else. Uh, <laughs> At I least really... you've been here longer than six months. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right. That's the other thing. It's like I hired it's like a company and we hired a new, I don't know, PR manager. And then the company shut down six months later. I hate that feeling like that's the horror. That's horrible. Like, come on board. We're changing. We're changing shit up. It's a bright new future. And then it's like, yeah, goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know it's not. It's I, not I, my, get what I get what you're saying, man. It's 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 hard, uh, you know, when you're making stuff. Sometimes it's just like it's, uh, it just has an identity problem. And it, like, yeah, and ending things is, as you pointed out many times, and I completely agree with ending things is freaking hard, uh, especially oh, if it's yeah. got a bunch of tradition tied to it, nostalgia tied to it, uh, all the stuff that all the baggage that comes with something like this effort. Ending it is. I mean, I've been in just twisted knots for longer than a week but just this, this week in general i just i can't sleep last night was the worst sleep i've had in months it's like just it's really freaking hard for me and the only thing it would be any harder is if i was shutting it all down i've never you know I'm, I'm not doing that but this idea of of shutting down one of my favorite babies is uh is insane and you know even my kids look at me and they heard about this and they're like you know, she's, my daughter's 24 now. My oldest is 27. My youngest is 21. And even they're like, oh, wow. I mean, it was a part of their life. It was a huge part of their life. Nick was the town crier for, he still is <laughs> to some degree. <laughs> like these things are hard to take out of the DNA of, of what is just, you know, at the end of the day, you could quantify it and just say, well, it was a weekly show about Warcraft, but it became so much more and is so much more and will forever be that. But nothing lasts forever except the friendships and stuff like that stuff to me is, is as close to as eternal as it can get. And I guess I, there's comfort in that, you know, like just knowing that if this has to end, I still got all you guys to talk to and hang out with. And I don't know, watch each other grow and give cool opportunities back and forth. And, 
you know, we've all got really busy schedules with a ton of stuff going on and exciting things happening in our lives. And, and none of that's changing. So this doesn't feel so much as a funeral for a show as it does a, I don't know, for me anyway, it just feels like the right thing to do. I actually feel really good about the timing. Like as much as I hate that we only got six months out of Joss uh, and we only got four years out of Garrett and we only got, you know, whatever it is out of the show. I and it's, it's, it's been a I know that's crazy. Way. It is crazy like to think guy. that is really weird to think. In fact, you're here as long as, wait, hold on. Randy was here from 20 late 07 to 10. 11. Was it? I thought he left in 2010. No, it was either late 10 or early 11. I, I distinctly remember Randy leaving. Cause I had just moved back from Los Angeles <laughs> And my life seemed like it was literally on fire. <laughs> and the only rock I had was the instance and Randy left. And I was like, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I remember how upset you've told me this before, how upset you were about that. And um, it, 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 it was the I mean, it was the most uh, most I've really ever leaned on uh, 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 people I don't know in real life mm -hmm. for stability. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. I was in a dark place. Yeah, it was that was a rough time for everybody. I mean, it was hard for him. I mean, he was he was leaving to go work on the community team at Blizzard, which was a really cool opportunity that came from the show, and he's still there. Um, and I was moving back in with my parents. Yeah, yeah, and they were like, <laughs> we were we tr we tried really hard to get Blizzard to let him continue to do the show, and they wouldn't do it. And they were super hardcore about that. Then they might still be today. Oh yeah, well, it turns out they were shitty people. Yeah, um, they were kind so of. Yeah, I don't, I turns, don't, I'm not surprised that they made terrible decisions. Yeah, it turns out as we know, as we know now, maybe they weren't altogether great. Uh, it's in some degree, but anyway, he, you know, him leaving was a rough moment. I decided to make that work. I just was, I refused to make it end a show because of a cool opportunity that Randy got. I just felt like the show had more to say, and it did. We're just at a place now where we're all saying this stuff. We're just doing it in other places, and and it's okay. You know, it's all right. And uh, I want to make sure we give plenty of notice about where all of us are all the time. Like I, some of people listening to the show may have been listening since then, haven't played WoW in 15 years, but still listen to the show and don't know that Core exists or don't know about Gamers In or don't know that you're still covering heroes over at Into the Nexus. Uh, or for that matter, maybe they're all diving into you know, Final Fantasy 14, because everybody else seems to be, and you're streaming and doing YouTube yeah, stuff I, over there. Yeah, that, that, that's what I want to point to, because I feel like for me, that's the biggest evolution of of, of the instance for me is that, because it's mm -hmm. like, it's the new MMO for me. Mm -hmm. And and while it doesn't play out like the instance, it's not a traditional podcast in that way with segments, it's a video show. Right. Uh, uh, it's, it. I, I've crafted it absolutely based on lessons I've learned from this. And mm -hmm. Um, you know, as much as I want to like sit here and roast you and, and laugh about, ah, oh, thanks God. Thanks for making me the last instance house. Uh, <laughs> and thanks for getting Joss in here just in time to shut it down. Yeah. Um, like as much as I want to make those jokes, like, I, you know, here comes the sap mofo. You're gonna have to sit here and take it for a second. Um, like, like wow changed my life, but just as probably equally, if not more, the instance changed my life because for me, it was the first podcast I ever heard. And uh, it should be no surprise to anyone that if you go back and listen to those episodes of StarCast that I just aped what you were doing. <laughs> I was like, how do you make a podcast? And I was like, well, I don't know. Copy-paste Scott Johnson. Yeah. Well, yeah, no. Like, and, and, and still to this day, when people ask me, how do I get into content? Because I can't freaking believe anyone wants my stupid opinion on it at this point. But I do get asked a lot. Like, how do I start making shit? Mm. And if they want it, if they want to make a podcast specifically, I'm like, get niche down as hard as you can get as super specific get as hyper specific as you can and, and you know i think it's a little harder to do now as we've talked about yeah, I yeah. Think there's this i think we're all kind of like oh shit i miss playing more than one game yeah. but there's still people who only game there's still people like final fantasy is their game or there's people that wow is still their game there's oh, yeah, people for right sure. now that are can't stop playing lost ark yeah. um you know, I, I, I sat there and, and, and I, I, I'm not sure I ever told you this, but I like deconstructed, like, why was the instance, why, why did it work? Yeah. And I, you know, I, it was right place, right time, but it was also so hyper specific. It was impossible not to find yeah. if you typed in Warcraft podcast, yeah. you didn't type in the instance, you just typed in Warcraft podcast. It was the number one, number two, number three, number four Google result. Yeah. Like it, that, that was it. And so I just sat there and I was like, well, you know, I just, I want it, before I ever recorded my first episode, I was like, well, I want 
at least the chance to be found. And so I was talking to Kyle and I was like, well, what, what shit should we do? And we, we were in the Starcraft beta and I was like, well, I'm really enjoying it. Why don't we try a Starcraft show? Cause mm-hmm. there's like one <laughs> at yeah. the time. There was like one Starcraft podcast. So I was right. like, all right, well let's, let's just, let's just try it. And it absolutely worked within like three months. You typed in Starcraft podcast. We were the first result. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, and you know, there's structure too. Like I was like, well, I don't know. The instance has segments. What do, maybe we have segments like, mm-hmm. and, and, and it just worked and it, it just gave me a, a, a framework, a skeleton to build on. Mm. And so anyway, that was overly technical point is, um, I wouldn't have the life I have without the instance is really what it boils down to. Maybe who knows, like in, in an alternate universe, maybe it was a different podcast. Maybe I've, I found Joe Rogan. God help me. Um, <laughs> Who knows? Uh, no, it could have been. It's and, and that yeah, is maybe, true for maybe, other people. Maybe, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Alternate universe. Garrett is really trying to push you on some supplements. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but, but this, this me, this reality. Uh, yeah. It, I, I was so into the medium and, and, and found myself at a point in my life where I, I needed a, a creative outlet and I decided to pursue podcasts all because I, I liked this show so much that I got into podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Scott, uh, the instance can end, but you legitimately inspired an entire generation of podcasters. Yeah, I hear that all the time, and it always makes me feel weird. But I'll take the compliment because I, <laughs> I'm bad at taking compliments, and I'm never good. I'm never. I don't know this stuff. Always, I always go, yeah, whatever. But 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 I I I I take that as a genuine compliment. So thank you. That's very nice. Um, and I, here's the other thing you kind of described it like that hyper specificity, uh, that the show aimed for, uh, you know, really going like, Hey, this is all about one game, which I, you know, at the time it was kind of a new thing. Um, is part of why I think this is the right time because it just, it just doesn't have that anymore. And it's not that it needs it. It's just that it was that, and we're trying to make it be a thing that it isn't. And, um, it's, you know, again, no one's fault, just us trying to figure shit out. And as we go through this stuff, I mean, I'm still, I'm still trying to figure it out and keeping it on, on sort of a, a kind of life support purely out of, well, I love it. And it made such a difference in my life and that's enough to keep it around. I don't know. It just, it wasn't enough compared to <clears throat> the, the kind of negative energy that I was subjecting myself to. Um, well, there's a lot too. I mean, you were talking through it too. It's like you were aware that the show needed something or needed to change and was, were considering ending it. Mm-hmm. But it kind of seems like you almost like it, what's the opposite. If you if you don't want to end it because of the blizzard stuff and that be the reason, like that be the thing that kills it. Like mm-hmm. you're like, you kept it going. Oh, I think, I think you're not admitting it a little bit out of spite. Like, oh, de- absolutely. If you Bobby Kotick, you will not be what kills the show. I'm going to keep it going. To, yeah. You know, I was like, Oh, Hey, if Razarabi and Kodak and all you, all the, all the big players of the problem, uh, I was definitely in an F off mode. Um, I'm not letting you kill this in the same way that, you know, the, 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 of quote unquote events of 2019, same thing. I was just pissed. I'm like, no, I'm not letting this take it away. So maybe it's like, finally it's on my own terms. Maybe, you know, maybe it's now that it's like, cause we're clear of all that. You guys aren't controversial. You guys are both awesome. There's like, no, I, I could blame, I could go, ah, you're such a forbidden West apologist, Joss. That's it. We're done. I'm out. <laughs> Like, don't you dare blame that game not yeah, even in jest not even in jest <laughs> not even kidding but yeah like I, I, I'm, I'm not gonna do that and I because there's nothing there so now why now what's the reason I don't even have those things to blame now it's just well I have to look at it for what it is and I have to make that decision well now so, you're just you're done and yeah, that's okay and it's okay to be done still hard but it's okay um, you know I wanna you know say things like uh, this for example, like a lot of people, a lot of listeners are like, hey, I really miss the Randy days. Well, did you know he's on Film Sack every week with me and the two Bryans and we have a blast and we love that show and we've been doing it for 11 years and it started before he left and still goes and it's amazing. Did you know he comes on Wednesdays on the morning stream and does a does a recommendal segment where we talk about streaming stuff like he's still around. He's still doing content. He's still there. It's just not Blizzard content or else he'd get fired. So we don't do that. Um, you know, did you know that these two chuckleheads are doing the angry chicken every week and it's great. And talk about your hyper focus on a game. You know, that's an amazing one. If you search for, for the hearthstone podcast, you don't find anything but them. I mean, they find others, but they're number one every time. 
and for a great reason. In a lot of ways, that the, the trajectory of that show feels a lot like the instance in in some ways. You guys really grabbed that. Oh, I will say without a doubt that the Angry Chicken was my instance. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. That, uh, got out of out of out of hand. I was just like, I I remember looking at the numbers, like, what is is this real life? Yeah. <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. I remember being really stoked for you guys. Cause that was just like, it felt like Oh six Oh seven instance for me, uh, in a way I could, I could just see it. And I thought, wait, wait, I thought wait, that was really fun to watch. Which by the way, uh, I, th- I think I've, I've expressed this to you, Joss, that like, I felt like we made it when we went to our own meetup at BlizzCon and Scott and like Tom were there. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, when we went to the angry chicken meetup and, uh, frog pants faces, celebrities were, were there <laughs> ahead of us. We showed up after the famous people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, like, we were shit. just we were just cool like that, you know. <laughs> yeah, you guys First deserved it. You deserved um, it. Whatever that was. I mean, I don't. I don't. You know, Tom and I would neither of us would claim to to be anything more than just a couple of dopes hanging around. But it was it was it was just really cool to see that take off for you guys when you guys would have prominent members of the of the Hearthstone team sit in on your live shows at BlizzCons and things like that. That was just so fun to watch. Such a cool such a cool growth time for, for everything you guys were doing. And I don't know. I love that. Not, you know, I'm, it's not like, it's not quite the same as a father seeing his kid ride his bike for the first time or something, but it was kind of this feeling of like, man, my friends are rad. Look at the cool shit they get to do. And, I know you don't like it. Like when I say you're like, you're like the podcast father, but like, it's, it's not an, an uh, it's not an inaccurate analogy. <laughs> well, it's, I take it for how you mean it. And I appreciate that. That's very nice. Um, been yeah. doing this so long. Sometimes you forget, you know, you do, I, I you think can have an impact. Much, I think of these things very much like bands. Like I think of like genres and like bands that inspired the next wave of bands and stuff. And that's, that's the instance for me. Like that's where this all started. And yeah. it's like, there's all these, these next waves of different shows that were inspired by that. I'm going to say I'm the, since I didn't invent the medium, let's call me the green day <laughs> of pop punk how about that how about that see that's not bad there's a there's fair, a man i okay. think you made a game specific podcasts uh popular for the masses which is what green day did for punk well give wake me up when december ends then or whatever month it is but september uh, september you got it right i shouldn't make fun of that it's when his dad died or something right i shouldn't it is it is but he's into it he makes the jokes on instagram yeah i always feel wake slightly up. bad but then he's the guy making the jokes and i'm like all right we're okay Everything's good. He, he apes on it. It's fine. But uh, along with things like Core, which is me and Bo and John on Thursdays talking video games for way too long. We were two and a, two hours and forty minutes last night. People say they love it long, so we're we're doing it long. But it sounded bad. <laughs> That's anyway, <what> she said. <laughs> we do that uh, every Thursday, and we are in love with that show and have so much fun. And a lot of what you think you're going to miss here is happening there. And I don't, you know, it's not to say, well, forget about the instance. Why aren't you listening to the core? It's not what I mean. It's just if you're looking for the spirit of that, uh, it's it's alive and well over there. Um, we mentioned the Angry Chicken. Uh, Play Retro is another show I just started recently. Uh, we retired another show and started this on top of it. By the way, that works not too bad. That that has a way of like soothing the pain <laughs> when you have to end something is if you have something to immediately put in its place, which we don't have for the instance, but it worked really well. Uh, for the Boop Show, Brian Dunaway and I have been doing for years. Uh, we started Play Retro, where we focus on retro games. And it's really been great because, A, it's like this whole new area that doesn't cross over with other stuff I'm doing. But it's also a huge passion, and I think people will dig it. There's ITN, if you're still really into Heroes of the Storm. And I I know plenty of people are. And most of them listen to your show already. But if you haven't got onto that, you know, there's Garrett and Kyle over there. Still- if you are still playing Heroes of the Storm and you're not listening into the Nexus, please... Yeah, what Please are you doing? Join us. Yeah, why not? <laughs> what, what even? Like, is anyone else making content? <laughs> yeah, who else is doing anything? I don't think so. Not not yeah. nearly like they did. I mean, I know they're streamers and stuff. that they don't but... listen to this, which means because they probably just don't like me. Is the <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the answer. <laughs> um, one of my favorite shows I ever guested on or have been a guest on a couple of times is The Gamers In. And I don't know why that is, except I just feel at home on there. It's just an awesome little show. And that's exactly what we wanted when we called it the gamers in is to just feel like homey like you're sitting around a fire just chatting about games with your friends yeah and it feels like that um every time i'm on i think you guys have an amazing chemistry to start with but also just you know if you're if you're out there and you get the opportunity to to guest on there for whatever reason it's an it was it's always a welcoming lovely time 
And my my guess is I'll be on there again at some point when new ESO content comes out and Jocelyn and I want to nerd out about that stuff because we're fans. We like ESO. It's a good game. Yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed being on here with you, Joss, because I get to hear your 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 gamer takes. I've I've told you this off air when we were ta- when we've been talking the past week about about this going away. Is uh, you know I, I don't ha- I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, so I don't hear you on Gamers End, and you're so good at this. Yeah, <laughs> like Thanks. I, I and I, I it's not like surprised. It's just that I haven't gotten to experience it because I I do a single game with you. We talk we talk Hearthstone. Uh, and that's it other than like penis jokes and uh, yeah. talking. And about there wine. are a lot of those to be fair. Sure. <laughs> yes. There are a lot of those. It's yeah, like 60, 40 of- over there. 60% penis, <laughs> yeah. 40%. 60%, yeah. 40% Hearthstone, 60% innuendo. That yeah. is the end of it. That sounds right. But like, God damn, start a freaking gaming YouTube channel. Like you are a absolute rock star of video game pundus- punditry because when we would get on here and you would start popping off uh, with your take on something, it, almost always was an angle I had not considered. And it, I don't know. I don't, maybe you're shooting from the hip, but it seems so well thought out. Yeah, I agree. Uh, no, no lies detected. I, I agree with that a hundred percent. Everything, everything you brought to the show has been remarkable. And part of that is just like you just said, Garrett, I don't, I can't think of all the angles and we may talk about interesting stuff and the show may have done that historically, but Jocelyn has a way of bringing stuff up I didn't think about, and that's a that's a valuable thing. So keep Thanks, that up, over, keep that up over there, and the different stuff you're doing in your streams and everything, because I think that is much needed in this world of video game punditry. Um, I'm going to have links to all of these shows on the site for the show notes today, so that people are you know if you're if you're serious about wanting to go check out the other work we're doing, uh, I'll make it really easy to find it all. So we'll put that up. Uh, after I post the show, uh, as you can tell, we haven't referred to a chat room at all. We didn't do this live. Um, here's the truth of it. If, if somebody's listened to the show 10 years ago, but hasn't touched it since, and I make an announcement on Twitter ahead of all of this, they'll have an opinion regardless of their attention to whether they like the show or not, or still listen to it. I'm not really interested in hearing from them so much as I am hearing from, you know, those of you who, who are there every week and you're, you'll hear this cause you're still listening and you'll hear this cause you're a current patron or something and, and you'll be able to, you know, have thoughts and f- feedback and stuff. And we're, and we want to hear that. Um, we want to hear about your experiences with the show. Did it make a difference in your life? Did, uh, did you have a little story you wanted to tell? Whatever, you know, feel free if you want to express those things, the email address and that stuff will continue to run and I'm not going to just shut all that down. It'll still be contactable. The instance at gmail.com. Um, and all of the show's archives will continue to be everywhere they are. So if you you know want to have all the stuff all the way back to episode one, it's all up on the site. And we'll stay there in perpetuity. I think that's it. I mean, the, the one the group we haven't probably thanked the most is the listeners. There is no show without them, probably. I mean, as much as I started this in 06 as a passion project and was surprised by the listeners, um, I don't know that I would have made it more than a year or two without realizing that, you know, we were a voice in the community and and one that people thought was important. So, you know, you guys are, you guys are everything. Um, you, you know, you can say, Oh, there's no show if you don't start one. Sure. But there's, there's no, there's no reason to continue on if nobody cares and you guys cared and did it in droves. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that cumulative, group of people, the guilds that it spawned, the gaming groups that it spawned, the friendships, in some cases, marriages and life partners and, you know, unending numbers of people, it seems like, found each other through this, through this uh, connection. And uh, that's, that's really important stuff for the legacy of the show. So, so thank all of you uh, for your support and who stuck it out for the long run. You're all the best. Uh, I think that's it. Do you guys have anything else you want to add to this? You know, we had a good time today too. I, I'm happy that we didn't just, you know, it wasn't all sad here. We had some laughs. We're good. But do you have anything you want to throw in there, Joss, before we go? 
uh, I guess the, the only thing that we haven't really mentioned yet is if you are still into Warcraft content, um, I'm not on the show anymore, but it's a show Garrett and I started uh, called For Azeroth, and it's been kind of handed over to Manny and Jared, and they're doing a great job, and they're still super into the game. So if, if Warcraft is what you're looking for, then I think you should go check out Faz. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't know they were still up to it. That's awesome. That's very cool. I forgot you guys. Yeah, did they that. just did uh, the 200th episode. I think was. Uh, yeah, Joss and I returned for it. it. Yeah, that's. Then, uh, uh, I, I was asked my opinion of 9.2, so I ended up bashing <laughs> World of Warcraft on, on the <laughs> episode. But, yes. Hey, it's not as bad as you being on the episode where Scott ends your ends the show that started your <laughs> you career. Know. Yeah, it's not yeah. that bad. Um, yeah. They uh, uh, yeah. look. I they. That's awesome, actually, to hear that they're still going. And also, 200 is absolutely a landmark for any shows. I, I really, truly believe this. If you can hit 200 shows, you're already more episodes than Seinfeld was total. Or, you know, a lot of mainstream media, they don't make it this far. 200 episodes of anything is a massive achievement. 300 episodes is almost unheard of. Anything beyond that is insane. We're sitting here at 666 episodes of this show. <laughs> the, <laughs> the devil himself is thrilled with how many we were able to, to crank out. And, you know, I, I'm really proud of not only uh, that number, but anybody who can achieve, you know, hell, if you can get 50 things out about a thing you love, then you're, you live in the spirit of podcasting. And, and, and I hope some of that came across today. Uh, Garrett, anything else you want to add? Really just, uh, I was such a big fan for such a long time that uh, this podcast was like a bucket list item for me. Like coming on as a guest was bucket list tier podcast accomplishment. Um, Now that you know how the sausage is made though, you're like, okay, stinks in this kitchen. Like, are you, you know, you know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, thank God. Yeah, I can do this. Okay. We're good. Um, No, in all seriousness. No, I just want to end on uh, thanks for having me. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Well, thank you for being here and thank you both for, for this last leg. Um, in a, it seems weird, but in a way you made, you made it easier for me to clear my head on what I want and where we're headed and how, and where we've come from and did it with class and style and great content in the meantime. And, um, as strange as that sounds, it's really hard to articulate, but I really needed to have good people around me at the end of this, whatever the end was going to be of this show. You wanted to go out on a high note. I wanted to go out on a high note. Yeah. That's the, that's the better way of saying it. See, she has a way of saying things in ways that take me 50 sentences and she says it in <laughs> one. I don't know. Why am I? I always have to be so damn verbose about a thing. And then Jocelyn's like, well, yeah, you're good. He's like, there's one little thing you have to say and you're done. You're totally right. You're totally right. But anyway, um, that's it. It's going to do it. Thank you all for listening for all these years and today. And, um, you know, (laughs) again, we're all over the damn place. So you're not going to miss any of us, really, unless you want to make this a real funeral and not listen to anything we ever do again. It's it's, it's up to you out there listening. But the good news is my final words on the instance. Please don't listen to Scott Johnson. (laughs) Please do not take that advice. Please go support our other projects. Yes. uh, Support everybody's project. Because they're all out there. Like the reason you're listening exists now in larger numbers than you can imagine. And you can go consume that content at your leisure. It's 2022, baby. Let's do this. All right. Uh, After this little outro, um, I'll be playing the old, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, there was an AIE theme made for the show uh, years ago. And I'm going to play it one more time. That's uh, kind of sappy and soft, and if I listen to it live, I might be a bumbling idiot. So I'm not going to do it, but I will play it after and post. I hope you guys enjoy it. We'll see you all soon. Thanks for being here.
the wrong show. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs>